Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. We've been taking the last month or so to talk about challenges you face and how to use them to build your mental strength. I'm wrapping up this series with a conversation about grief. We all experience grief in our lifetimes. It's normal and it's natural. There are many healthy ways to deal with the pain so you can accept the loss you experienced and keep moving forward in new ways. The greater the loss, the deeper the grief. And it's not always associated with death. People experience grief in various situations, such as the loss of health, relationship breakups, loss of a job, and so on. If something is significant to you and you lose it, you'll likely experience grief. This November 3rd will mark the fifth anniversary of my mom's passing. It also marks the beginning of my long journey through grief. After she passed, so did my my dad just 14 months later. And then we lost four other very close relatives. And we were dealt with a major blow when my cousin died. He was the same age as me and he was the toughest and kindest people I knew. He and I had a bond like a brother and sister. He always had my back. So to say that my family has been tested during the past five years, I think is almost an understatement. In a way, it felt like every time I was just kind of getting to a good place with my grief, I was knocked down again with another person I loved passing away. A punch in the stomach that felt so hard that sometimes I felt like I could barely catch a breath. It just felt never ending. But today, I'd like to share my healing journey from one of those losses, which was the hardest loss for me, was losing my mom. She was my first home. She was my first love. My mom was so far from perfect, uh, but she was perfect for me. Losing her, it broke my heart. Uh, There's just no two ways about it. I can't express in words the agony I experienced when my mom passed away, even though I knew it was coming. Even though I was there by her side, it felt unbearable. I still needed her. I still need her. My sons needed her. She wouldn't be able to watch them grow up. I, um, I, felt, uh, I felt ripped off. I felt angry. I felt so let down. Even now, when I was writing this post this week, I could feel that loss, that emptiness, you know, because she had such a big place in my heart. And so this post in and of itself was very difficult to write. And if you've been a long 
longtime supporter of ours. You may recall I wrote a number of posts around the time she passed away because writing about it back then was a big part of my healing. That's how I process things because I write and I feel and express and then I can move on. So soon after she passed, I had written a post called My Mom is an Angel Now. And I tried to give you a glimpse of her spirit. And here's what I shared back then. And I'll try to get through this without tears. Last Friday, when the doctor told my mom that her time was near, she said, okay, I'm not scared. Then she paused and said, I had no idea my heart could be so big. That was her response. I had no idea my heart could be so big. She spoke in Punjabi, of course. When I reflect back on that moment, I recognize it was her deep faith that led her to have such clarity in that moment. She could see that even though in her lifetime she struggled with that almighty dollar, she had banked what actually mattered, love. She gave and received love openly. And if you knew my mom, you also know her children were the most important aspect of her life. Literally, she lived for us. She would ask us to crawl into bed with her even as grown adults. And she would just want to wrap her arms around us. And she would say in Punjabi, Come lay with me against my heart. The night before she passed, I crawled <laughs> like a little girl <laughs> into her hospital bed. And I asked her a big question. I asked her if she would visit me in my dreams. And she said, yes. But she also advised me not to get too attached to that idea that she would come at unexpected times and that I couldn't sit there and wait for her each night. She would, was advising me that her spirit would be there, but that I also had to move on and live in the moment and not hold too tightly to the past memories of her. She was asking me in that moment to realize I had to move towards acceptance. Only I was not quite ready for that. I, I didn't want to accept her death. That's just something I had to work hard to get to. But in that moment when she was passing and had just passed, I didn't want to. And it was a process to get there, of course. And quite frankly, in the beginning, I felt angry that she died. And I, it was that uh, I felt like she wasn't supposed to die. I had these thoughts like, why did her dialysis have to be stopped? Maybe the doctors didn't do enough. If the nurse had put up her bed rail, my mom wouldn't have fallen out of her bed. That was a turning point for her. Everything came crashing down after she fell out of her bed. I wanted to find that nurse, you know, in my anger, in my imagination. And I wanted to ask her if she knew how her careless mistake cost me my mom. I was so angry. And it seemed like it was getting a little bit 
out of hand. And then I realized I needed to make a shift. I couldn't blame um, somebody for making that error. I couldn't put that out there like that. It just wasn't helping me or moving me forward. And I have to be frank, my anger didn't last that long, but I did have it. And those are the kind of things that I was processing. So I knew I had to make a shift. And I made the con conscious decision not to put any pressure or expectations on myself during that time soon after she died. Because realistically, I had no idea what to expect. But the one promise I made to myself was to walk through my pain, not around it. I really, really, really did not want to store this for later. I wanted to, to process it as it was happening to me. I had made that commitment and I wasn't going to hide from it. I stayed true to myself and my grief. And the reason I chose this route is because I wanted to be sure that I avoided depression. I know myself really well and facing things head on works best for me. I'm not saying it has to work for you, but it, that's what works for me and my personality. Avoiding my feelings is what gets me into trouble. I, I need to be right there and in my truth. Another thing that helped me a great deal was reading. I read a lot of books about death, about grieving, and even about people who had afterlife um, ex or near-death experiences. I wanted to get an idea of what the other side was like. I kind of wanted to know where did my mom go? Um, and it made me feel a bit closer to her. However strange that may sound to you, that's okay, because it made me feel better. Many researchers will tell you that there are a few common elements you can find in the grieving process. A psychiatrist whose writings I tended to gravitate towards to is named Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, had introduced a five-stage grief model in her book called On Death and Dying. And here's the list. I'll share it with you. Number one, denial. Two, anger. Three, bargaining. Four, depression. And five, acceptance. As you can tell from my journey, which I've just shared with you, I experienced many of these, but not all of these. And I can also tell you, and everyone will tell you this, that um, works in this space, that grief, these parts of grief don't come in any particular order. But because I chose to consciously put my focus on healing, I was able to avoid um, getting dark and into that depression. I felt sad without question but not depressed. The acceptance part was the most enlightening part for me because I was raised with the belief that our souls carry on even after they leave the human body. That gave me comfort, but more importantly, it helped me get to a place of acceptance smoothly. So each time I lost a loved one after my mom's death, I knew what to expect and I had the right tools in my toolkit. I knew it was healthy to grieve to let go, to say goodbye. But I also remembered my mom's advice to be here, to be present in my own life and to remember to live that without attachment to the past. The wonderful thing about our communities is that we are very supportive after a person dies Oh, we had so much love come our way. People will gather and support the family through the lost loss, at least for the first couple of weeks. So you find yourself surrounded by love and support. You share stories, you share laughs and tears, of course. But then like clockwork, it stops. 
everyone has to go back to their regular lives and you're left alone. And I found for me, that's when a lot of the heavy lifting that came with the grieving process set, set in for me. So here are some of the tips that may be helpful to you or for you during the process of grief. Um, this, these worked for me. Number one, talk about it. Make sure you talk to a friend, a loved one, a coach, a therapist. Talking about your grief allows you to process what you're feeling. Number two, journal how you feel because your feelings matter. It also helps to journal because the people around you don't feel the loss in the exact same way that you do. It allows you to authentically express your emotions without feeling like you are burdening others. That was a concern for me because I'm usually the person people go to for help. So journaling was a very safe way for me to process. And that's what I said. I, I'm a writer, right? Number three, it's okay to cry. Showing your true feelings can help your loved ones support you better. No one can help you if you don't share how you feel. Like people are not psychics. They can't just get in your head and know that you're struggling with this. You gotta let them know. Okay. Number four, don't try to ignore it. Ignoring to me means denying and denial doesn't get you very far, at least not in your healing. Number five, there is no set time for grieving. I heard over and over again that it should be about a year. It's different for each person, so allow your journey to be authentic. Number six, and you know I suggest this often, but part of your emotional care is your physical care. Eat whole foods and exercise. There's nothing better than putting good nutrition in your tank and making sure you burn off your energy each day, right? That's so important. Number seven, Turn to your faith or spiritual practices, whether it's prayer or meditation or simply listening to a sermon. Trust that you'll hear what you need to hear. Remembering that grief can be a roller coaster is so important. There is no set program for it. You can't predict when it will hit you, but you can commit to strengthening yourself so when it does, you're able to step through it. The ride was certainly rougher for me in the beginning. Then I started to get used to my mom and dad being gone. I accepted it. But I hope you can see that even when loss hits you like an avalanche, as it seemingly has for my family, that there's always, always light after the darkness. You find ways to move forward and still truly enjoy your life. There are also tremendous lessons in loss. You know, I've learned a lot. Reminders to live your life fully because there are no guarantees. Reminders to think about what truly matters in your life. Sometimes it's not what you think it is or what the marketing machines of today's world want you to believe. Sometimes what matters most is the peace and quiet inside your own mind and the love in your heart. Actually, that's all that matters. That's what I know for sure. And that's what my grief has taught me. 
And I'd love to hear from you. I'd really be honored if you shared your experience with grief um, with us on our website, www.freewithin.me forward slash grief is where you can find this um, the show notes for this post uh, for this podcast. I hope you will check it out. And I will be back here with you next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.